Welcome to the Bioinnovation Spotlight at Life Science Org. I'm your host, Dr. David Kirk, and I talk to the people behind early stage translational life science across Europe whose innovative research today may be the blockbusters and game changing technologies of tomorrow. This podcast is produced for Life Science Org, a community where European life science CEOs, founders, and investors can connect, share, and engage with one another. Life Science Org community members get exclusive early access to these episodes, as well as a network of their peers, regular expert insights, and sessions with leaders in life science, as well as useful resources for life science executives. Join the conversation at www.lifescienceorg.com. Joining me on Bioinnovation Spotlight this week is Joe Price of Evoluter, a startup in Sheffield using a next-generation approach to microbe optimization based on adaptive laboratory evolution. Joe, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Joe, tell me, why, why are you starting Evoluter? Why, why are you making this transition from academia to entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I always find this... Uh... A funny question in, in a few ways, because I feel like my path has been quite uh, meandering maybe over the course of, of going to university and then career since then. Um, I actually came to Sheffield in about 11 years ago now to study zoology. So my background is really pure biology and not bioengineering that I've moved into, into now. And then some ups and downs in between then left academia to pursue some office work, which doesn't really bear going into much detail here and found that not particularly uh, satisfying. So I moved back into, into academia and into lab work uh, five, six years ago now, again in biology where I originally studied. Um, really enjoyed doing this work, but did start to find that I wasn't quite as, as motivated as I would like in terms of uh, looking at kind of direct commercial real-world applications that some of this you know, fairly blue skies research uh, lacked and um, obviously that research is really important but i started to realize you know, i was motivated mm-hmm. by something being able to have more of a direct impact especially on a lot of the challenges that the world is facing now so um, eventually i moved into into my current team where i met my co-founders in biological engineering in the university um, originally just to do some some work on on gas fermentation and production of uh, bioplastics using carbon dioxide as a feedstock and then got this great opportunity to move into looking at uh, Evolutor and the technology that the lab was building. Um, They're really missing that kind of commercial angle. And so I went through a, a year or so of exploring market possibilities for the technology that, that, that had been built in the lab uh, through Innovate UK. And off the back of that, saw a lot of success, a lot of interest, uh, managed to you know, secure some funding through that. Uh, and now got to the point where we've We've got the company up and running uh, and just starting to grow it. So there's been a lot of serendipity, I would say, in the journey so far. Um, mm. But I think that's natural for, for most of these things. And behind that, there's been a lot of hard work that the team and myself have, have put into mm. to drive either little forwards and get to the point where we are now. So, yeah, yeah quite a, a wonder, uh, my journey so far. <laughs> it's, got, it's got me to somewhere now that I'm really, really passionate about, um, maybe for the first time in my life so far, really, really driven by what we're doing at Evoluto mm. and really excited to have an impact and a, a positive impact on, on the world. Speaking of impact then, what what is the great problem that you're trying to solve? Mm. So on a very, very high level, um, mm. 
the problem that biotechnology as a whole and the bio industry is trying to solve, I'm sure you're aware and probably all the listeners will be as well, um, is how to replace a lot of these kind of traditional manufacturing streams that are generally very extractive, can be very destructive, you know, hauling up fossil fuels out of the earth, chopping down um, forests to grow uh, cattle and produce dairy, um, very damaging to the world. And we've got to the position now where we're in a bit of a, a sticky spot, maybe I'll say. <laughs> um, and using biotechnology, we can start to use yeast and bacteria in large-scale precision fermentation uh, plants to replace a lot of these products with really sustainable, really circular um, goods. But the challenge there, obviously, is that a lot of these industries, these incumbent industries, are backed by decades, centuries even, of economies of scale, and they're producing commodity goods that um, generally are very cheap fuel, maybe less so right now. Um, but there's a, an issue there with, with these, this new innovative biotech space. We need to compete uh, on the global market with these goods. And that means we need yeast and bacteria that can be really, really highly productive in, in large-scale industrial plants, which is not their uh, natural native environment. So the need that Evolusor is addressing is how to um, not just develop these microbes to produce specific uh, products, but how, how they can then produce that in a way that's commercially viable uh, to get to market. And using fermentation, precision fermentation, um, as you mentioned, um, is one of, the, uh, one of the great biotech solutions. Many companies are, are getting into this. Um, how is Evoluter uh, solving this great problem then? Mm -hmm. So Evolutor, as the name suggests, is really focused, and as you mentioned before, on adaptive lab evolution, directive evolution, um, whereas a lot of um, approaches and work that I've, I've seen so far has been really focused around rational design and gene editing of, of microbes to turn them into commercial production hosts. Um, and this is a really powerful, incredible tool um, that can work in tandem with evolution. Um, but I, from my perspective, um, a lot of the, the problems that we use rational design to solve are what I would call kind of binary problems. So can a microbe produce a specific compound? Yes or no. Can we engineer it to produce what we want? Yes or no. Can we engineer it to grow on a specific source of carbon? Yes or no. Um, there's still complex challenges to solve. Um, but really, that just gets us to the point of technical capability, where this microbe has the ability to produce some level of this valuable product. But if it can only produce one gram of the products in a liter of uh, fermentation, or if it's uh, the end product costs five times the amount of okay, a traditional dairy, um, now arguably that's not particularly useful for, for the wider impact. Mm. Um, so we're really focused on solving much more multifaceted questions and using direct evolution to do this. So at the highest level, I suppose, how can we improve and optimize a microbe so that, so that its productivity is commercially viable. And this, this is a massive, complicated question. There's uh, infinite different combinations of solutions and approaches you can use to solve this. Um, but people are really focused on squeezing the most uh, potential out of a microbe as possible. And that's where we use our more advanced uh, evolutionary processes which come through the technology which we built in-house as well as some microbiological tools as well. Yeah, I think given that this sector is so um, uh, 
I think it it relies so heavily on trade secrecy mm-hmm. um, and, and as well as uh, IP. And I'm aware that you're a very early stage company, so we won't get uh, too into the technical details of, of what you're doing and what uh, what competitors may may or may not be doing because we may not know. But um, tell me a little more about um, adaptive laboratory evolution and directed evolution and how uh, this is perhaps more advantageous in some respects to uh, genetic engineering. Yeah, absolutely. It's more advantageous in some respects is a very good way to frame it. uh, Mm. I'm not trying to replace uh, genetic Mm. engineering or rational design. They both have pros and cons and work best in tandem, I think. Um, But evolution is, of course, an ancient, ancient mechanism. It's the reason we're here to, it's the reason everything around us is here today. Um, and one of the real big advantages of this is that we don't need in-depth genetic knowledge uh, to optimize and to develop a microbe like you might do if you're going for more of a rational gene editing approach. Um, say, for example, when the first farmers started to domesticate corn and cows, they didn't do that by sequencing the genome and making gene edits. Um, they just used direct evolution, in their case, probably unintentionally, it's now got to the point where we have these incredibly powerful production hosts in the in the form of domesticated crops and and cattle and chickens and and that's really what we're looking to capture uh, in Evolutor and using our approach to unlock kind of optimizations that may be non-intuitive, very difficult to arrive from, uh, kind of by forward engineering a micro rationally, and. Um, and then we can also reverse engineer our results as well to, to, after the fact, dig into the genetic advances that we've actually made through our automated evolutionary platform. That's um, automation as well that you, you've just mentioned there. I think this is, this is another thing that I'd like to discuss with you in particular because mm-hmm. um, it's becoming such a big, uh, a, a, a big factor in the, in the success of scaling companies mm-hmm. and, and even just getting companies started. Um, how big a role do you think automation, liquid handling, and that and automating the whole end-to-end process is going to be for, for a company like Evoluter? Yeah, it's a, it's a huge factor for, like you said, many, many startups and companies, almost to the point where I shy away from using the word now because it starts to feel like a, a buzzword almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a massive part of what we've developed in-house is our, is our evolutionary platform and traditionally to to apply these evolutionary press pressures um, in a lab requires a lot of human intervention, a lot of time put in by uh, individual scientists, and obviously that increases risks of, of human error. And you know, if, if the ideal time to apply uh, next round of selective pressure is at four in the morning on a Saturday, that's probably not going to happen if you need a lab, uh, someone to come into the lab and, and do something with the culture. <laughs> um, so that's really the, one of the main focuses of the platform we've built is to essentially the goal is to be able to run an evolution experiment for 24 seven for months at a time with no human intervention apart from the initial inoculation of the culture and the defining of the uh, evolutionary processes mm-hmm. that we want to capture to, to get the output that we want. And that allows us as well to be, to be really defined in exactly what we're trying to optimize and be very granular in, in how we want to do that. And then, the, the more the company grows, the more data and understanding we're going to collect there to, you know, to c- continue to improve and accelerate how we can use adaptive lab evolution uh, for the best outcomes. Yeah, 
I think that's that's a really important point as well. With automation, you have a lot more data capture. You can learn more, and you can adapt and evolve yourselves as you go along. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, looking to the future, then, where do you hope to be with Evoluter in a year's time? Mm-hmm. That's a very big question, a very exciting <laughs> question. Um, so we're saying incorporate it in January. So we're still, you know, very fresh off the block, if that's the same. Um, <laughs> and in about 12 months' time, I'm really hoping the key milestones for Evoluter are intending them to be um, that we'll be engaging with our first kind of industry led micro-optimization projects. We've done a lot of um, proof of concept and case study work from an academic perspective and developed some, I think, quite powerful microbes and proofs of um, our capability, but nothing yet with a direct commercial industrial application. So that's the next big milestone that I'm heading towards at the moment. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, it will be moving into a much larger lab space at the moment where somewhat restricted to how quickly we can grow with the space that we have and it's about finding the right place to do that unfortunately in sheffield currently there's not really um space for for startups especially people that need wet, wet lab space um, but things are changing there and i'm hoping uh, i love sheffield as a city it would be it would be great to stay here and build evolution as almost kind of a biotech uh, hub or flagship within sheffield um the end vision maybe a bit further down the line in 12 months, but hopefully towards 18, 24 months is to have now 100, 200 plus of our individual Evolutor devices all working in kind of a something that my CSA referred to as uh, the Evolutor's Galapagos Tower a few days ago, which I really liked, although maybe slightly misleading with the, uh, with the climate that you might expect in Sheffield. Um, but yeah, a massive number of these these devices all humming away around the clock, working on individual um micro-optimization projects using our evolutionary approach to really, the end goal is to accelerate the time to market of these of our customers and our partners' uh, bioproducts in a way that allows them to be commercially and competitively viable and really hopefully change, change the world, change a few of these industries and drive forwards what I believe and what I'm really passionate about helping contribute to is this bio-industrial revolution that I think we're just on the on the cusp of. Wonderful. Thank you, Joe, for joining me in the Bioinnovation Spotlight, and I hope to catch up with you in a year's time and see where Evoluter is going. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. Yeah, and I'm sure, yeah, you'll, you'll hear from me again in the future. If you are an early stage life science company or translational project ready to spin out and you're based in Europe, you can get on the show by going to lifescienceorg.com forward slash bioinnovation. Talk to you soon.